Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm super. She is super, and I am natural today. And oh. I will be the Dr. Junkie. You are definitely well, you're, a junkie. You're going to have to be a junkie ninja. Junkie ninja. Dr. Junkie ninja. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And we are the Supernatural, supernatural junkies. junkies. Coming at you. Hey, folks, this is Dr. Kevin Cruz giving you another pump because guess what? The Supernatural Junkies are on Rumble. All you have to do is go to Rumble, go to search, and when you search for channels, you look for Supernatural Junkies, and all of our stuff is going to start popping up. It's great because you're going to be able to see the links. You'll get to see exactly why we are saying what we're saying. But most importantly, this is a great way to share with your family and your friends exactly what why we are living in prophetic times and why we cannot give up access to our body. everyone welcome to supernatural junkies this is super alex and i am here with junkie kevin wait a minute we and, started no, this nope super ninja dr dennis <laughs> wait he's a super you're super and he's a super ninja you're just a and junkie. i'm just a junkie just you be a junkie i'll be the natural ninja oh yeah he's natural, natural and ninja. super <laughs> yeah i'm telling you the way so we're going down a really bad route this wait, does we... not sound like a bible uh prophecy wait, but we're... Uh, podcast now but this is prophetic this is prophetic because we're starting to talk about our personal pronouns. Oh, yes. That's, <laughs> super. I'm that's super. Right. I'm a Kevin natural segue. ninja. Nice segue, wow. Kevin. What a segue. Wow. It's like I got one for Christmas. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> you got a pronoun for Christmas? <laughs> no, a segue. It's the little bitty one. <laughs> you know, the one you see on, on. He prefers to go by segue and segue self. That's right. <laughs> I got the little bitty one, the one you see on uh, YouTube, always people falling down on. Yeah, uh-huh. we love that. Those wheels are like six inches. And Kevin touched on it today. Today's episode is going to be about transgender. Transgender. What is confusion. transpiring in our society? Oh my gosh! Oh you know, my gosh! No, I I read your your thing here. I thought oh. she's not going to use her wow. her witty uh, title. Yeah, it's a very good witty title. Thank you. But um, yes, that's what we're talking about today. So I want to before we get into too far, we're going to um, have Dr. Dennis. Uh, read script, some scripture for us that's applicable to this episode, but I do want to do a <laughs> trigger warning. I know that saying trigger warning can trigger some people now, but um, trigger warning, what we're going to be talking about today, we're not going to use any vulgar terms, but we are talking about something that may get um, a little into the weeds, a little explicit, but not vulgar. So if you have children, you know, we're going to um, try and be as genial with these terms as possible but just a warning. It should be safe. We're not using any bad words. We're not going to get too into the, um, you know, weeds with some of this stuff, but just a warning. Okay. Yes, that's a good idea, Alex, uh, because some of these um, topics that we're going to cover today are could trigger. Well, yes. we promised yeah. we'd talk about it. Yep, we yeah. did. Well, I have a scripture, I think, that's apropos for, for uh, these times. 
It's from Romans chapter 1, verse 18 and onward. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead. So that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. I think when we go through this information today, wow. we can definitely see how this verse applies to um, the material and also to something I've always told my kids when I grew up if you don't believe in God you'll believe in anything wow yeah it's true it's true well and I like the way that one ended you know because you start to see there's a connection that their hearts have become darkened yes and this is part of what's happening and that means that the light of God is starting to leave our hearts in our minds mm-hmm. and you can certainly see this departure uh, well underway yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is going to be a fun episode. We get oh. to basically can we correlate that to the light going out in Babylon. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Wow. Yes, because that's another city, and this city is going to flourish. But in order for it to flourish, the light inside of us has to be diminished, mm. right? But it is going to make some of us, you know, burn even brighter. Mm. So this is going to be a fun episode because we get to interview Alex. Ooh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, I don't enjoy that. <laughs> For, you know, before we get started, let's let's uh, define some of these terms. Wait a minute. I want to talk about the experience we before we got here. So. <laughs> For a little bit, I, I got to experience, you know, because Alex has been researching this for a while. And, you know, this is somewhat disturbing at times, as you're going to see. And mm. she, she would actually come and she would rant for quite some time. And, of course, I've got to hear all this. And so I finally got a little dose of my own medicine. I was going to say, was that a little role <laughs> reversal? Going yeah, it was, yeah, a, sure. it was like, wow, I was like. Oh, this is what it's like. Yeah, I turn I turn into non sequitur girl. Like I'd be in the middle of doing something, and he'd be like, "And anyway, how do you define something that you know is biological proof? We already know." And oh my it, goodness, it, it got like in the middle of nothing. I all of a sudden remember a point. I'd be like, "That's insane." Well, it is, and you can see that you know studying evil does affect us. You know, uh, yeah. and um, but you know she did really good, so we're we're excited about these episodes. So, Alex, I have a question. Sure. Did God truly say that there were only two sexes, male and female? Oh, gosh, that's a good one. I, I believe man and woman when he created, you know, man and then Eve from Adam's rib. So, yeah, I don't believe that he was like, and you know what? There's a surprise gender that we're not going to define right now. We're going to wait a while, yep. a couple thousand years. Then we're going to define it, folks. I don't think that is that. In the, that's not in the Bible, is it? No. <laughs> That's gender X. Right? Uh, that's, that's the next one. Yeah. Well, some of the things I thought that were the most interesting that I didn't know a lot about, you know, the history, you know, it just seems like these this issue of, of transgenderism has just popped up in our society and we've all been kind of trying to wrap our heads around it and, and deal with it. And, of course, it doesn't make any sense to, to most of us, but it certainly seems to be making sense that they're making powerful arguments to our children. 
And uh, so this is why we need to, to understand that there's actually a history here. And uh, so Alex has done a lot of great work on that. So where would you say, where did this come from? Well, you know, let's, let's define terms really quickly first, because some people might not understand this. So, um, and this is, I forget what website this is on. We can link it in the show notes, but it, it goes through and it's actually um, 22 pages of definitions by the LGBTQIAA um, I, I, group. XYZ. I don't know. Yeah, it, it gets it gets not. But trans, the term trans acts more, this is their definition, of a more inclusive term than transgender for gender, non-conforming, and non-binary folks. Um, that's a bunch of gobbledygook. First of all, I mean, that sentence is gobbledygook because um, non-binary, meaning you don't, so the actual term is a computer term, right? Um, Computers, it's binary code, zeros and ones. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing it reads, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So to say that you're non-binary, you're using, first of all, a term that has nothing to do with human beings. But to Mm -hmm. say that you're non-binary, you can't define yourself. This is just common sense, folks, in a negative. You can't tell me what you're not. Tell me what you are. Right. So I am not a man or a woman. <laughs> right. You tell me. <laughs> right. right. But I won't tell you what I am. Because I'm not that thing. Um, you know, it's like sometimes I feel like a nut, sometimes I don't. I, I mean, that's kind of what but does that saying. mean you're a nut? <laughs> yes. Yes. Or that you had nuts. Right. right. Anyway. Or that um, you are nuts. <laughs> right. Transgender. An adjective used most often as an umbrella term and frequently abbreviated to trans identifying as transgender or trans means that one's internal knowledge of gender is different from conventional or cultural expectations based on sex that a person was assigned at birth while transgender may refer to a woman who was assigned male at birth that makes no sense or a man who was assigned female at birth transgender is an umbrella term that can also describe someone who identifies as a gender other than man or woman what if there's another gender other than man or woman yes there are other Yes, such as non-binary, yeah. gender queer, gender fluid, no gender, multiple genders, or some other gender identity. So when you go through this, um, these notes, it I, it's literally twenty-two pages long of complete, just weird definitions of stuff that you're like, that doesn't mean anything. Hockey pucks. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and also, it that that's true. You cannot define yourself in a negative. It just doesn't exist. So I think what some of them, from what I've seen in interviews, they'll say, well, that just means sometimes I feel more like a boy and sometimes I feel more like a girl. But when you really pinpoint that and say, well, what does that mean? That means nothing. It means that they have confusion. Right. And who... I, 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 a little bit. And the thing is that this is being marketed to very young, mostly in social media, like TikTok, right? Um mm other social media platforms it's being marketed at very young impressionable and we know they're impressionable children and that's that's where it becomes a problem i just saw a video yesterday where it said an entire friend group was coming out as non-binary and transgender um yeah because that's the way that works right something that truly only affects 0.1 percent of the population or less you don't come out in a friend group that's not how that works that's an impossibility to be truthful or in any way accurate Okay. And I wonder what is it like to have a relationship with somebody who is changing their identity virtually every second. You right. You know, you start to think, you know, what, what what kind of relationship could you have with somebody that can't tell you what they are? They can only tell you what they're not. Right. right? So, or how they feel right now. Well, we'll go we'll go into it's like, like why this of, is happening. Yeah, yeah. But you 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 just brought up a couple of good points. Number one is that they're going after the children. Yes. Yes. And that goes back to a godly principle. Mm-hmm. Not so much a promise. A lot of people think it's a promise. But Wait, you're def- not allowed to steal my verse now. Oh, do you know? 
Do you, do you want to do the verse now? Yeah. Uh, what <laughs> verse? We'll it? have to do it. Is it Proverbs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, great minds think alike. Don't. Don't do it. Oh. Yeah, my boys, they really do love themselves some some Homer. <laughs> so here's 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 what we have to say. Um, when you look at your Bible, and this would be the verse I would say is what we need to keep in mind throughout this entire series. But the Bible says, train up the child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, if you translate that, he who trains the child determines which way the child will go. And therefore, if they chain all the children, they change and train how a society will go. Absolutely. So this is very important that these people believe your Bible more than you do. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's why they're so interested in your children. Mm-hmm. And as you're going to see, we're going to see that there's absolutely grooming. This is all grooming. Absolutely. Right. This is all pushing right. a false religion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That God's so dumb mm-hmm. that he puts you in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. Right. right. It also right. well, you're you're absolutely right because that verse, and ironically, I just the Holy Spirit just brought to my mind. You already had, he already called you yesterday about it, but um, but it's so true. It's a principle. Wait, and you guys are getting this. calls they've, from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they've yeah. done this, though, Kev. They've done this in the school system. They That's train right. they train these children up the way they want to bring them. What the whole thing with masking children. Mm-hmm. That's all about submission and That's submit, right. getting them right. to submit to their authority. And remember, we there is no such as a, such a thing as the gay gene. There's no such thing right. as the transgender gene. Nope. Okay, and you can't have an epidemic of a genetic disease. But there is the God gene, right? And so you start to you have to face the realities that this is people have trained and of course we can see it our society has trained them and that's why alex needs to get into the history here right because we so need to understand. realize where this right. is really right. coming from right so was that a good segue that was oh, a great awesome. segue wow yeah, cause, amazing because <laughs> dennis and i were hijacking it <laughs> a little bit no it's okay it's okay i'm used to it <laughs> it says all right so um when did gender, sex, orientation, sexual orientation, and gender identity take over our culture? And when did biological realities become so antagonistic? So this all comes from an atheist. So this should tell you so much. The idea itself of transgenderism actually comes from the atheism plus movement. Uh, so that... What's the plus? Oh, I'm going to tell you what the plus is. That's not until later. But the plus is... Okay. So I Patience. Looked, uh, I, right? I only see minuses, but... So, right. Um, so atheism plus is considered the new atheism and it's, it's called the atheism plus movement. So this is what their definition of them is. Atheist plus, we care about social justice. Atheist plus, we support women's rights. Atheist plus, we protest racism. Atheist plus, we fight homophobia and transphobia. Atheist plus, we use critical thinking and skepticism. I would in fact say you don't because you're denying the biological reality. Oh, sure. I, you know, this. So and, and even those statements, if we start to unwind, you're like, you can't possibly honor critical thinking and, and um, skepticism in scientific thought because the very thing that you define, right, yourself or what you al- want to align yourself with is nonsense. Um, and we're not saying that people, there aren't children, there aren't people that feel uncomfortable with their bodies, but welcome to the world. Maybe somebody just needs to tell them that we all feel 
a certain amount of discomfort in our bodies. They're weird. They're hairy. They stink. Hairs grow in weird places. But even bef- even before that, when you're a kid, you're so confused sometimes, you know? And if you don't have the security of a family, right. and if you're going to a um, programming institution called a school, right. and they're programming you and telling you, well, you have to ask and this, this, and they have transgenders and, and doing these dances in front of them and so right. forth. I take your kids out of school, folks. I mean, seriously, and put your arms around them and hold on to them. Be precious. And, and explain to them that having a discomfort in your body and in the way that it looks or maybe the way that it feels or feeling awkward in front of people doesn't mean that you're in the wrong body. It doesn't mean anything. It just means you're a human being and that you acknowledge that your home is not truly this place, that we are meant to be with God, walking with him, talking with him. This was not meant to be our home, right? Mm-hmm. We got, we got put here because of what happened in Eden. So the Garden of Eden. So of course well, you feel discomfort. And, and think yeah. about this. There's a verse in the Bible, you know, that they're talking about. They asked Jesus the question, you know, this guy was married to this wife and then he died. And then his brother married him and then his brother died. And, right, right. And then he says, well, whose will she be? And he says, there's neither marriage. There's no marriage in heaven. You see, no, start to no. see that there's a different things that are going on in heaven that we can't necessarily project all right. of this. But it is important to also notice that when God comes back, he's coming back here, and we're actually going to live on this earth instead of living in, in heaven, see? So mm-hmm. but it's important to realize there's a little break there. Right. And also, do you remember the time when Jesus was preaching and he said, let the little children come to me? That's right. Yeah. And he spoke a warning. He said, if anybody harms these children, yes. it would be better for them to have a milestone put around their neck and thrown into the ocean. Yeah. So what does that say that, that to what we're talking full. about? Yeah. That ocean's going to be full. Isn't it interesting? And he is the only real prophet that just goes right back to the children, which is where Alex is trying to get to. <laughs> right, okay. If we stop interrupting. <laughs> it's I, okay. I, so I, the, it's this, great to see the frustration we, on her face. <laughs> doesn't he do this every time? Does he not interrupt me every time? <laughs> Will you let her rant, please? <laughs> please. Yeah, come on. Okay. So the beginning of this seems to have started when Rebecca Watson, someone named Rebecca Watson, I believe she's a journalist, mentioned something called Elevator Gate in 2005-2006 at a conference she was speaking at along with Richard Dawkins. For those of you who don't know, Richard Dawkins is a British evolutionary biologist and author. He's from Oxford and was a professor for public understanding of science at the University of Oxford um, from 95 to 2008. Um, he's an atheist. He's well known for critiquing creationism and intelligent design. Okay, so... Watson is a atheist, feminist, political journalist, and um, blogs about these things, right? She's one of the, um, uh, uh, I guess, founders of the new atheism, Atheism Plus, okay? So at this, um, she founded a blog called Skeptic, Skep Chick in 2005, describing an organization dedicated to promoting skepticism and critical thinking among women around the world. So she ha- was at this conference with Richard Dawkins, and she made a really big deal in blog post about what happened to her in an elevator okay and it really nothing happened but she made like it was just oh so horrible how could somebody proposition her in an elevator and if you read the whole thing he didn't actually proposition her but anyway okay so richard dawkins wrote this to her not necessarily addressed to her but because of her blog post and it's a dear muslima 
is the opening phrase. And he says, stop whining, will you? Yes, yes, I know you had your genitals mutilated with a razor blade and yawn. Don't tell me yet again. I know you're not allowed to drive a car. You can't leave the house without a male relative and your husband is allowed to beat you and you'll be stoned to death if you commit adultery. But stop whining, will you? Think of the suffering your poor American sisters have to put up with. Only this week I heard of one who calls herself skeptic. And do you know what happened to her? A man in a hotel elevator invited her back to his room for coffee. I'm not exaggerating. He really did. He invited her back to his room for coffee. Of course she said no. And of course he didn't lay a finger on her. But even so, dot, dot, dot. And you, Muslima, think you have misogyny to complain about. For goodness sakes, grow up or at least grow thicker skin. Signed, Richard. Uh, (laughs) A little sarcasm, do I sense there? (laughs) Right. Um, But quite honestly... Who's, was he wrong? No. Right? Was he wrong? He's just pointing out the ridiculousness of this woman's behavior. Like, oh my gosh, that man propositioned you with coffee? How dare he? Oh, no, but I was thinking Barbaric. about when, you, when when I read this and you said that she was she was propositioned in an elevator. I'm like, wait a minute. Wasn't there an Aerosmith song, something about love in uh, an elevator? Yeah, right. Maybe it was written for her. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Since she really was, I can't believe they would write that song. You know, but... <laughs> And so she she made a really big deal about this because how dare he call her out on her BS, right? Well, that's why she needed the plus. I mean, you know, right. if you have the world's most a- uh, famous atheist, then you yeah. you don't yeah. agree with him. Then you got to be atheism plus. Yeah. So well, because, exactly. uh, because of this, you know, because they were both members of the atheist community. Yeah, I'm just ignoring. I'm moving right along. <laughs> they split after that. This is when atheism plus was um, split from atheism, became an, not an entirely new movement, but a different. Okay, so a new conference was started for Atheism Plus. It had lots of Democrats that were pushing the wokeness and intersectionality. I had to look this up because I, I know that people talk about intersectionality. That was my next question. Okay, I know, and so I'll define it. Um, it's an analytical framework for understanding how aspects of a person's social and political identities combine to create different modes of discrimination and privilege. Intersectionality identifies multiple factors of advantage and disadvantage. Examples of these factors include gender, caste, sex, race, ethnicity, class, didn't I already say that? Sexuality, religion, disability, weight, physical appearance these intersecting and overlapping social identities may be both empowering and oppressing at the same time intersectionality broadens the scope of the first and second waves of feminism which largely focused on the experience of women who were white middle class and cisgender did it really cisgender cisgender is just straight oh my goodness to include the different experiences of women of color women who are poor immigrant women so can you be white and poor Nope. Yeah. And other groups, intersectional feminism aids to separate itself from white feminism by acknowledging women's different experiences and identities. The term was coined by someone named Kimberly Crenshaw in 1989. Um, for those of you who kind of keep up with this this kind of thing, you already know who Kimberly Crenshaw is. She's especially problematic. She is an American's civil rights advocate and leading scholar of critical race theory. She's a professor at UCLA School of Law and Columbia Law School where she specializes in race and gender issues. I think she recently wrote a book that was lies, right, about um, racism and slavery, which was complete lies. Um, And when she was called out on this, I mean, she still got to keep her job, Mm. (laughs) you know, and not many people know that what she wrote was um, largely fictional. Well, Alex, I will say, I, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go. I will give a little plug because we really did, you know, talk about what's so, why so critical about critical race theory with Dr. Thomas Dozer, mm-hmm. and he really showed you how this is actually 
another part of the oppressor versus the oppressee, mm. which is a form of communism that they're oh, yeah. really teaching. Oh, yeah, yeah. there's no yeah. that one and all this. That's the similarity with a lot of this, you know, with yep. atheism. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because there's a difference between an atheist and an agnostic. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. an agnostic just doesn't believe there's any way of knowing that there's a God. Mm-hmm. But an atheist is really not, it's not just, they're anti theist. Mm-hmm. In other words, yeah. they're anti God. Right. Okay. Right. So anything God, godly, they're anti. So when you look at all your plus stuff yeah. here, isn't that what they're doing? Yes. Well, that's what they're the Bible anti-God. said that, that this generation would have a form of godliness, but deny right. the it's power. power. Yeah. See, so this is the atheism plus. But is it, there's <laughs> a dog here, something about the um, atheist, dyslexic atheist. He doesn't believe there's a dog. Good one. That's a a pump. Yeah. All right. I had to do it. Mom jokes. Yeah. Okay. These groups are largely responsible for pushing the idea um, that gender is not a real biological identity and just a social and cultural construct. Mm. A lie. Also, these groups are largely supported by BLM and Antifa. Transgender ideology is widely supported by all these communities and actively pushed by them because it serves a bigger purpose. You know, I wrote that. This is I, I'm like Alex. Wow. I guess they. I guess this is a, a case where we, air quotations, should not believe the science. Right. Because right. the science. No, that's what I mean. Like, is male and female. I, the science like, is so X, X and X Y. Right. But now we're not to believe the science. Right. I so guess not. This was great because they had in a video. I know, right? They had a video of somebody who just walks up to people on the street, like man on the street kind of interviews, and he just happened to walk up to a um, Matt Walsh. Bio, it was it, yeah, um, molecular uh, biological biomolecular geneticist, and said, um, "Transgender, there's no such thing as male and female." And then that that person just happened to be that, right? A biomolecular geneticist, and was like, "That's not true. That's not true." Um, there, there, there are male and female. There is no way to biologically change your sex. It's an impossibility. It goes down to every strand of your DNA, your maleness mm-hmm. and your femaleness. Right. That is, and this is the part that I'm not understanding why um, we're, we're denying this truth now because we know that. We know, in fact, that the way that anthropologists can dig up bones and just by looking at the facial structure tell right, you right. It, your hips your facial structure your forehead your Absolutely. eyebrows your occipital lobes uh they can tell by looking at lobe by right. looking at that whether you're male or female if if that weren't a reality they wouldn't be able to do that uh, it's 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 a total it's total blasphemy the whole thing and then you know i mean you look at the the uh transgender athletes and and yeah Oh, I'm identifying as a girl, and I know win all the track records and stuff like this. It's, it's, it's there crazy. Is biological advantages to being a male, muscular, larger lungs, larger yes, hearts. Everything. Uh, that's why men are cardiovascularly, and when it comes to sports, superior. They have larger lungs. Yes. Their hearts are bigger. That mm-hmm. you know, you can pump that blood and the oxygen where mm-hmm. it's needed faster. It's going to make you athletically superior. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, and, and even if it. you start, and so we'll get into some of the hormone stuff. And what that does, and how that is still not even enough to even the playing field. It's devastating. It's crazy. Well, and you have to remember that these disorders were originally considered mental disorders, right? So was, so was homosexuality. Good. Did, yeah. did you did you yeah. read on the notes? Did you get? Oh, this is another up. another strike of what did we call it? Where's that little thing you drive around in wheels and you don't have to? 
segue oh, oh my gosh here he goes and yeah it's perfect because now we have to talk about what happened to when this was it used to be the gender dysphoria was um uh, it was in the dsm-5 and it was listed as a mental or psychological disorder right but we changed that in 2013 the american psychiatric association published its latest version of the dsm-5 and this, this essentially, if you don't know what that is, it's a compre- comprehensive volume list defines and classifies mental disorders so that mental health professionals can better understand and treat people. But we changed that. We changed gender dysphoria in 2013. And um, I, one of the reasons they changed that is because there's a certain stigma with it being a mental disorder. But also, that was something that we would classify. If it's a mental disorder, the way that we treat that, the therapeutics for that are going to be therapy right but we had to change that to a more medical diagnosis so that we could start prescribing medicines to change that right well and now you're talking about something again this is relatively new so we're not just talking about medicating we're talking about medicating children we're talking about medicating them with things that are completely experimental right and then we, we don't know what, even now, even we haven't been doing it long enough to find out the real cost, which we're going to get into. We'll talk about these these different drugs and what they do to these children and well, why. Well, and it's ridiculous too, Doc. I mean, first of all, um, estrogen and, and testosterone don't come into play until puberty. Right. Okay. So uh, in the, the for growth hormone is productive uh, in, in growth in, in uh, before puberty. Okay? Yes. Right. So that, you know, giving them sex hormones uh, you know, for you know, to change their gender is just so devastating. You know, and you know, just one quick thing is I had to look it up because you talked about this being changed in 2013. Mm-hmm. In 1995 is when the, they took uh, homosexuality out of the DSM. Mm. So they've um, these are actual diagnoses. Yeah, you know, and yep. they actually removed them. Right. Uh, in order to acquire this cultural change that they've introduced to right. us since then. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's really important that we understand that this is not something, though we it is in the lexicon, right, currently, and it's in the zeitgeist of the last few years, we have to realize, like, this has been a methodical process. This has been something that's been going on for far longer than just the last five years, right? This has been happening for far longer, and we need to... We need to understand that, that it's been a systemic sort of change and they've been getting us used to these things uh, over time. But it says, so one of the things I want to look at is how common is gender dysphoria? Well, UCLA's Williams Institute compiled a report that said it estimated, and this was a few years ago, by the way, this is not the most recent, but it, it is then estimated the number of transgender people in the U.S. comprise about 0.6% of adults. That translates to 1.4 million adults. Um, uh, more recent findings, according to the DSM-5, among biological males, approximately 0.005% to 0.14% are diagnosed with gender dysphoria. Among biological females, approximately 0.002% to 0.003% are diagnosed with gender dysphoria. Now, does that, does that percentage line up with what we're currently seeing? Absolutely not. No, absolutely no, not. No, we have a Supreme Court justice uh, during her her uh, meeting they had with her on the Hill there that she couldn't define a woman. 
Right, no. right. That, and this is this intentional. So, yeah, oh, really, you can't define it. You're not a biologist. You don't have to be a biologist. <laughs> okay. You have to call a biologist every time the word "woman" comes up. I mean, it's just ridiculous, folks. But we have to, and so then we have to look at, you know, when you hear the numbers that this affects point zero zero two to zero point zero zero three percent of females. That's not what we're seeing in society. Actually, the largest number of people coming out as gender dysphoric are white uh, teenagers, girls, right? And so we have to address this and we have to say, why would that possibly be affecting them more? Well, and you have to remember, there is a mental part to this. There's no way around it. They talk about dysphoria, but most people use confusion. We're talking right. about some kind of sexual confusion. Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Dennis brought up my hottest of hot things. Uh, I mean, this just makes me so angry, I don't know how to explain it. But when you do exactly what he just said there, that children are just children. In a lot of ways, they're mm-hmm. not male or female. They really aren't. Mm-hmm. It right. isn't until puberty starts. Mm-hmm. And that can take three to five years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're talking somewhere in the range of, let's say, 13 to 18 years old is when this process is going to actually get completed. Mm-hmm. So now here we have all these questions that are being asked of children that are not capable of giving an answer. Yeah. Because their body actually hasn't even started that process. Can you imagine the confusion that would happen when they have no ability to answer this question? Mm-hmm. And this is why they feel so much regret later. And yet these are the subjects that we're asking kids, how do they feel? How do they want to dress? What kind of, who do you want to be with sexually? They're asking kindergarten, right. you, you know, this is how, how what they did, what did, listen, I didn't know nothing when I was a teenager. I didn't know nothing when I was a 20 year old. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the truth that all of us know that, that we didn't know who we were. Right. We didn't even know what we wanted or what we liked. And they're trying to make lifelong decisions when their body hasn't even begun well, to yeah. become a man or a woman. Well, and legislating it. And you can't yeah. deny it, right? And it goes back to it goes back to the parents. It yes. really does. I'm sorry because there was a funny there's a funny comedic skit um, from uh, Manicusco, um, the Italian comedian. He just came out in his latest special and he talked about a kid who identifies as a lion. In his daughter's class. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. that's called a neo, neo pronoun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he's like, here I am. He goes, and I'm, he goes, so we're getting the kids to school. And uh, this other dad's sitting, standing there. And he's like, uh, so I go, hey, uh, what do you think about that kid? He's identifying as a lion. He goes, oh, isn't that cool? He goes, oh, he goes, I walked away from him. <laughs> I'm not going to have any conversation with him. Well, the furries are next. Let's <laughs> just face it. This oh, is, yeah. This is where we're but going. But here's my point. But they already do. My point, he goes, listen, if my kid comes down, downstairs into the kitchen for breakfast and on school morning, and, they come, and I'm identifying as a panda, I'm going to turn them around and point to him, you get your butt upstairs and go put your clothes on, and so I'm not taking you to school. And his point was, and, and I don't assume that this man has any religious background, but his point was, is that it's the parents' fault right? Yeah. For, for training a child in the way they should go. And so what are we dealing with? If we're having confusion okay, being taught in our school by mm-hmm. adults to little children mm-hmm. and parents are not doing anything. They're going then, along with it. Then we right. have parents that are also just as confused 
and incapable of leading their children. Mm -hmm. And that's, they're incapable of being parents. And this is the way it's all gone. The government mm -hmm. in communism is God. The government is the one that what? Yep. Educates your children. Well, the only way the government in communism can become God is to take God out of the way. That's right. And this goes back to the potato, potato uh, thing in the 80s with uh, Vice President Quayle mm -hmm. when he made fun of Murphy Brown, remember? Mm -hmm. And the destruction of the family unit and then came along the, the homosexual push, right? We had yep. the sexual revolution, then the destruction, the, uh, no fault divorce, the destruction of the family unit, the homosexual push into homosexual marriage to legitimize homosexuality. And now, once they did that, people were saying, you watch, they're going to go for polygamy and pedophilia and now this transgender stuff. They're trying to get rid of any identification of God. Well, our current president, Biden, said that it was okay for eight-year-olds to have sex changes. Right. Right. We're going to mutilate their bodies. We're going to talk about we're going that. To, we're going to castrate them, but, essentially, chemically but, castrate them. But think about the insanity. That came from our president. An wow. eight-year-old hasn't, he's five to seven years away from puberty. Our he, president is not mentally capable well, this of is, making any decisions. This, no. is, this is what we're talking about. And he's the leader of our country. And so we see confusion on the part of our leaders. Mm. And now what? We have wholesale um, defraudment, mm -hmm. disenfranchisement, mm -hmm. endangering. These, mm -hmm. these drugs and these surgeries are endangering the lives of these children. And as we'll see, it's, it's just so much worse than that. Well, that's why I read that scripture. Yeah. Because they suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Yes. Suppress the truth and unrighteousness. But a lot of these kids that are detransitioning or even talking about, you know, what they've been through with these drugs and surgeries are making it to some of these meetings and they're giving horrific stories of, of what they've been through. So we'll get yeah. into that. So, you know, obviously this it, of the transgender, right, non-binary group, um, the largest portion is made up to of 25 and under right so very small even though the the majority of the population being 62 percent being adults right of that group the still 25 and under is the largest group and so why is it affecting primarily young people i have some thoughts on that um it's our current societal and educational conditioning especially social media being very powerful um they get lots of encouragement so if you come out every day is like today i'm a wolf and they, that's a neo pronoun you can actually do that you, you can identify as that because if identity is not based on biological realities and it's based on fantasy fantasy which it is if you listen to that definition you can be whatever you want and that's what's happening yeah and so once they do that though one day they're a wolf the next day they're non-binary they get lots of supports they get um lots of friends they get lots of shares they get lots of likes from their glitter family right right <laughs> but let's face it like you know for a kid that's a yeah. lot of currency for them because of their psychological we have to remember there's a psychological development that happens at this point too and so getting all that support has a huge effect on them emotionally and this is predominantly affecting white females um I believe that this is the psychological guilt of feeling like, especially if white females, because you are the oppressor, you are the bad race, you are um, privileged, you are, and so my feeling is like a lot of the white females are feeling that pressure of being the bad race, of being the oppressor, of being the bad ones, that they evil, right? It, because of the color of your skin. And so they want to deny that reality so bad of like, I'm not that thing. 
Well, and it's also this to be socially accepted, like you're saying. So we have right a, because they're not socially accepted as yeah, white girls, yeah, right? Because that's we, bad. We have, and we're going to get into the other reasons because we're going to actually hear well, some of this. But let me just say this one little story because this is how far it goes. You let, have, me, let me finish. Okay. Let me just finish this point. One of the other reasons is that their brains are not fully developed. Um, you know, one's brain is not fully developed until 25 years old. And so uh, research found that adult teen brains, they work differently. Adults think with the prefrontal cortex, the brain's rational parts. This is part of the brain that responds to situations with good judgment, awareness, and long-term consequences. Teens process information with the amygdala. That's the emotional part. Doesn't that make sense? Because the way that you feel right now, if you're a teenager, is not the way you're going to feel at 19. No. It's not the way you're going to feel at 20. It's not the way you're going to feel at 30. Especially about peas and broccoli. Right? But like, <laughs> shut up, Kevin. But like, really like, think about that. If if you, the decisions that you made about yourself at 15 years old were in, enforced for the rest of your life. I mean, what? I'm just thinking about that is horrifying. Yeah. You know, I don't mean to laugh. I'm trying to get over the peas and broccoli. Yeah, okay. it's oh, just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but this is You true. know what's so funny? The role reversal. Right. Because. I'm like, come on, dude. You're, you're, you're the, she's ranting today. You're yeah, trying, I know. <laughs> you're okay, go ahead, go, go on. Well, Bust in. Bust so in. just to but show see, you. I let him. See, I'm going to interrupt him every time. <laughs> now I feel like, Kevin, I totally feel like Kevin. He's trying to talk and I keep interrupting him. It's Anyway, the, what I was saying. It's this, what did you call it? Cisgender? Cisgender, yep. Means you're heterosexual, okay? Right. Um, that's that so it uncool. <laughs> it's yes. It's so uncool that you know we have a friend of ours, and of course his girlfriend decides that she's trans, right? And mm. so now she is. Get this. Oh yeah, I love this. She one. is a gay man trapped inside of a woman's body, and that's how she gets to be cool. But she's but she's she dating can't just a boy. Be a heterosexual. She's dating a boy. Woman or girl. Wait a minute. She has to be. So she's, she's a gay man. Okay. Trapped, trapped in inside a woman's body. And using this terminology, she gets to be cool. Well, it's like me saying I'm she, a male lesbian. <laughs> right. Right? Right? I'm yeah. male lesbian, meaning right. I like women. Right. Believe it or not. <laughs> That's really wild. This but is when you start crazy. to throw these terms around. Right. They really, sometimes you just have to stop and go, what did you just say? <laughs> right. It's, it's insanity. It is. Well, believe it or not, in looking into this, a lot of the reason that people are identifying as trans is their deep fear. Home of home, they have homophobia. Like, right. They, I mean, no, I know it sounds really weird, but once I've I dug in deep, define homophobia. Um, a fear of being attracted to the same sex. That's homophobia. Yeah, being homophobic. Because that's not, not, liking, how, that's not right. how they use it. They call you a homophobe when you criticize someone who's right which is sexual right which is a behavior by the way uh, no one's right. no one knows, you know a right. lot of this transgender stuff if you dig deep into the psychology first you know we're not going to say that they're all been traumatized but there's a certain amount of trauma that needs to be addressed with this and we'll get into that in a bit but one of the issues if you dive really deep is that they're finding out that a lot of those teenagers have a deep homophobia inside of them and they don't want to admit they're homosexual so they're going to they're going to say oh, well i'm transgender they're just confused right Plainly no confused. no right because even when we try and think about what that means you're like that's so confusing for how could a, a kid understand that um I, i'm actually it, confused <laughs> <laughs> well i, well, I was and, shocked and who, i'm shocked they have, who's yeah. the author of confusion Satan. Oh, I wonder. thank you all right so let's 
Let's also. D- I sometimes say yes when he asks me questions. That's good. <laughs> Let's think. Of, should I? Oh, you're so funny. Let's also dig into like the profitable side of this. Okay. There's um, money behind this. <laughs> so much money. It's they're rolling it in. They're rolling it in um, because gender affirming surgery, top surgery, Vanderbilt. There's a video with the Vanderbilt um, University talking about these surgeries and how much they charge, and that if you are a surgeon and you have uh, psychological uh, what you don't agree with what their thinking is or if you have deep deep held beliefs that you don't want to do the surgery they're like you leave don't be here because uh, that's what they're doing that's what they believe in and if you don't want to do that you can leave because for female top surgery to take off both breasts is $40,000 of profit for them and then the, the woman went on to say and I have I forget who exactly who she is um, I have it in here, but it was a 2018 video. It's, it's a series of videos from Vanderbilt staff and they have them. They started posting them in September and um, Dr. Sean Taylor can be heard discussing top surgery. Um, she mentioned 40,000 for top and she said that another great way to make a couple thousand dollars is by getting these kids as patients and then prescribing them the meds that they need the um, hormones puberty blockers and she said you can without having to actually see them more than just for a few minutes at a time a few times a year make a couple thousand dollars off them here's a question you know how much how much do you think the average is for just some type of let's just say breast enlargement what do you think the average is in augmentation yes it's about 10 10 grand yeah so here they are taking breasts off right for at least four times as much money as they could make on a on a breast enlargement. Now I want to know: Is this considered elective surgery, or is this covered by insurance? Well, that's the question. But you see, here that we see a massive financial right mm. windfall for those people that want to be involved. Mm. So right? for a lot of these kids, it's a bribe, Kev. They yes. they don't have to pay for any of it. Right, they're they're not insurance. Something is paying for it. They're not paying for any of it. The government's probably paying with right. our tax dollars. Right, but so what does seem to be at this point having to be paid for by the patient? From what I understand, is if the bottom surgery is something that um, at this point the patient has to pay for. I don't think that's covered by insurance at this point. I could be wrong, but um, from what I've seen of that, it, it's pretty scary. But, okay, so this is the part we're going to get into some of the weeds of it. So if you have kids around. We're not going to necessarily use explicit terms, but there are things that we are going to talk about and we are going to mention the genitalia because it has to happen in order to understand this entirely. Okay, so just a trigger warning. I'll give you about five, 10 seconds. Um, are you boys ready for this? Uh, yeah, Doc. I'm yeah. ready. Okay. So one of, one of the ways I think they're getting people into this is they're not being transparent and honest with these kids. And let's face it, they're letting... Um, girls as young as 15 years old completely cut their breasts off okay and putting them on hormone blockers and um those things so when we start mentioning the actual transition surgery which they are they they push for faster and faster right especially with some of these young girls to transition to a male you know why they do that right why because if 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 they let them get to 21 or above most of them are going to not want to do it. Well, there's actually a psychologist that said that. He said mm-hmm. that once he, so mm-hmm. he sees lots of trans yep. teenagers. He's like, and once they hit about 20 and they're in a loving relationship, they're like, and 
they want children they want so the, this is when we have to start mentioning okay so remember when way back when transgender you had to live as that gender for so many years before you could even be considered for the surgery we're no longer requiring that it used to be two years i think we're no longer requiring that we're just instantly taking them right away to puberty or hormones and um saying okay are you ready for surgery so the part about surgery nobody understands is that when you do that you're you're forever infertile if you're a girl okay you're never going to have children obviously right because they're taking your girl parts and they're making it into a boy parts now that boy parts that they're making is not functional and that's also they're not telling them that there's without other prosthetics or interventions you're i'm not going to say in every case but most of the time not able to actually um have sex well, it's not, it's not it's working. It's not natural. It's, 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 it's not working. That it's going to so, be the mechanical prosthetic most likely, right? Right. Well, most of the time if you want to have an erection right. is what they'll say. Right. So when they they do this surgery, also, if you would like to pee out of it, that's an entirely separate surgery. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's, so there's a doctor, and he has a really great revision rate on this, and it's one out of two, right? So expect to have an average, and I looked it up, expect if you're a female and you want the boy part, expect an average of 12 surgeries. Um, now we're operating on a part that's very delicate, very sensitive. What happens when you do surgery and you cut into those nerves? Do you think feeling comes back? Yeah, so the, scar tissue formation. Oh, so when they go to make the boy part, how they decide the, you know, that functionality of that part and also is where they take the ligaments and the nerve bundles from depend on you. If you're getting the surgery, you can decide. They can either take it from your flank or from your arm, and it's horribly disfiguring. If they take it from the arm, they say you'll have more sensation. Um, and if you've ever seen this, I would suggest some of you look it up because it's it's pretty horrifying. It looks very disfiguring. Um, but to so to go through all this pain for something that's never going to work appropriately you can't even pee out of it what are we doing to these and it's being done to children by the way children under 18 years old which should Child just abuse. horrify you then let's get into a little bit about the male surgery okay so to make them into a female part um i i'm sure as all of you can picture how horrifying that would be but let's now take that flip it inside out right and try and stuff it in you and i just want to say logically when we cut something open what does your body want to what how does your body view that docs it's a wound it's a wound and it's going to heal and it's going to be scar tissue formation right and um Which it doesn't stay open it does not stay open. They have Closes. to use all these dilators because it will always try and close because it's a wound. The other thing that happens, and I have seen so many videos on this lately, is it's, um, what is it called? Vaginal atrophy and stenosis or something? What, that, you mean talk about like when they make it in postmenopause? No, 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 when they when they turn it into a girl part, the, it, it uh -huh. atrophies. It's a horrifying surgery. And you're also talking about multiple surgeries. This is not gonna, I, there's, someone called shapeshifter on youtube and he's had all the surgeries he can't even dilate one inch and he's had so many surgeries they said the next time he has another surgery to correct this he will forever have to have a colostomy bag and um and he is maybe 30 years old 
Not the only person that I've seen that had the surgery that had and was told this. Wow. It's pretty awful. And it also doesn't work like it's supposed to. And he he actually has come around and said, I wish I'd never done this. Um, I wish that I realized that there could be feminine boys and masculine girls, that tomboys are a thing and feminine boys are a thing. And he's like, and I wish they would have offered me psychological help instead of instantly going to surgeries. He's like, because he's like, I realize now that the reason I wanted to do all this was trauma. He's like, and that I could have been who I am and not had to go through all this. He's like, but now I have a part that doesn't even work. So, yeah, and it gets worse because now we're next going to get into, in the next episode, the drugs and the hormones and everything and what that does. So here's what you have to digest. Yeah. We're talking about kids in the most vulnerable point of their life. And I, I don't know if you guys remember so much, but you just remember when you're a kid, you... You, you know, when you're really a kid, your mom and dad, they, they're your world. They, they supply all your love and attention, all those things. But when you become a teenager, mom and dad, they suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? And now, you, guys, you guys are experiencing right? that yeah, rebellion yeah. right now, aren't you? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But the bottom line is you still wanted the same love and affection. Of course. These kids are into the world, and they're trying to find out who they are. And they're confused about literally everything. And their brain isn't developed yet. And we have these people that instead of just saying, hey, you know what? I'm not comfortable with my body and I'm 55 years old, right? I've been through this too. I'm, I mean, like you start to go through these things. And of course I've been, con- I was confused about all kinds of things. Of it doesn't mean I needed to start taking drugs. Right. Like you said, counseling and all these things would work. So you think, what are they really wanting? They want love, folks. This is about their pursuit of love and identity and finding meaning and finding purpose. And instead, they're being given a false religion, a false reality that is going to lead them into drugs mm-hmm. okay, and mutilation of their body, the, the image of God. Rate, the, the suicide rate's up too. Right and that's now. what we're going to talk about that too. And then think about the peer pressure that mm-hmm. they're under. Mm-hmm. Okay, They got it now from television. Mm-hmm. They got it from the schools, which we're going to talk about. You mm-hmm. know, They are being hit from every angle exactly when they're the most vulnerable and they have just started the process of becoming a man or a woman. Yeah. And we're forcing all this on them because of our own political agendas. These people have an agenda. They are grooming our children. And when they get done, here's what Alex just said, they're going to trade something that works perfectly fine right for something that will never work yeah that will never please them right it will never please their partner mm. and they're never going to have children i know that's the way that it works for most of these people now does that sound insane it is it yeah. is insane it be heartbreaking it's too it, you know it, yeah it really is i mean i was so glad i didn't have to do the big research on this one because when just listening to alex i mean it was it's just heartbreaking Oh, and I, and I watched the videos too. Oh, and, uh, you, you know, sent me to one. Oof. I wanted to see what this was happening. And not only do these parts not work, they don't look anything like the real thing. But yeah. I, I mean, listen. How could they? How many patients have we seen with knee replacements and hip replacements? Yeah, they suffice oh. to get rid of the pain and functionality, but they don't work as well as. What God made? Not even close. I mean, you, you know, listen, folks, man can't recreate something God created, at least not as well. Yeah. And uh, and it's just you're going, 
And the thing is, that is that these same people that are so okay with you being a panda, then a lion, and back no, to being no. non-binary, if you decide to detransition and going back to being a heterosexual, right? right? And, and, and she, you know, the person you listed said it. I didn't know there was such a thing as a tomboy. Did yeah, you know that? Right. I think it was. Um, I think it was FDR. Right. Okay. Right. They have lots of pictures of him in a dress. Mm. Why? Because all kids in that era wore the same clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were kids. They there was no male or female. There wasn't all this stuff. We've begun to add all this stuff to mm. the point that God created an immense. Mm-hmm. amount of variation in when he created humans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in men or women there are a lot of women that are very masculine and there are right. a lot of men that are more feminine and it's our society that's been building these false realities of who a man is and who a woman is sure. that now they get to then turn around and trick them and to tell them that you right. weren't even a woman right it's crazy or even say what it is and it's these same stereotypes these kids are looking at people on television they're looking at people in their classroom and they're saying how do i compete with that I guess I better be a lion. That's what they're saying to themselves. I should be a furry because then I could be loved and accepted. That's this is this is the trade off. I can't compete. I can't meet this model. And that goes that this the model came from society, came from television, came from the classroom, claimed and this is where God needs to this is where the church this is where parents need to intervene Absolutely. that you were created in the image of god and that image has a lot of variation and every bit of that image is good yes yes mm-hmm. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, it's just it's terrible and the fact that I mean, this goes back to, you know, having your mind and heart with the Lord. This is a spiritual issue. It is. And people don't realize this. I mean, they they see the physical, they don't connect the metaphysical or the spiritual to the physical. And this is a spiritual issue, folks. And um they're destroying the temple. That's right. They're destroying the temple of God. And you think about this, you know, there's, if you look at everything with humanity, there's only Mm -hmm. a few things that God did. Really, there's only one thing that God did that's actually kind of unchangeable, which is what they're trying to imagine is different. That when God created us, he created male and female. Yes. And you were born in one of those, one of those bodies. Yeah. And then because he put you as male and female, that started the institution of marriage. Yes. That's what marriage was, was Adam and Eve, you see? And then they had children. You look at statistics like you were going through all the things that they've done to us. First they killed our children, then they destroyed marriage, and now they're going after the very fundamental part of our creation, and that is that you were created either a male or a female. female. Mm -hmm. And they must do this because why? Then God doesn't know what he's doing. Well, Satan, hates God. That's right. And he hates God's creation. And he hates all the imagers that God has right here on this earth. He hates them. And that's why he wants to mutilate them. He wants to kill and destroy. And that's what, that's the spirit that's Mm -hmm. really behind all of Mm -hmm. this. Alex, I guess we're running out of time, so you better wrap it up. All right. Well, next episode, we're going to get deeper into the weeds, but we appreciate you guys sticking around and listening. We know that some of this is tough to digest. But we appreciate you. And uh, Doc, you want to lead us out with a prayer? Sure, sure. Thanks. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for who you are. You're the Father of lights, the God of glory, who sent his only begotten Son to give us salvation, Lord. 
there are many out there father who are listening to our voices who don't know you and we pray lord we pray that they come to know you reach down touch their hearts with your holy spirit lord have them look to you for their salvation lord we need to repent of our evil doings mm. and lord god we need to just cling to you mm. to get through these times we really need to endure we need to endure these times lord because they're getting worse yes mm -hmm. give us the strength god through the power of your holy spirit lord god and help us endure to the end we ask this in jesus name amen amen, amen. god bless each one yes, of you and you. again we're we promise to talk about stuff like this and um I hope that you've been informed, and we're going to go even deeper on this next episode. So God bless you, and we'll see you next week. So this is Alex. I'm here with Dr. Dennis, and we just wanted to talk about something we've both been taking. I shared my experience previously, but we need to hear from Doc. So tell me, you've been taking something? I've been taking Protanum. And? And it's definitely boosted my energy, and it's helping my immune system. That's I do think he has a little bit of a glow to him, too. Uh, oh, so I am glowing. <laughs> but it hasn't helped his hair grow back. We talked about that earlier. I'm a little upset about that. Yeah, sorry, he's bald. It hasn't helped me there either. <laughs> he's bald as well. You can't listen to them. But, uh, Kevin, you were talking about the NRF1 and the NRF2. What, is, what are those? So all you have to do is look those up, NRF1, NRF2, and these are pathways that our body can use to help prevent disease. And isn't it interesting that an anti-aging program can actually help us when it comes to fixing our body because a lot of the problems we have are when we what? Got older. I wasn't interested until I got older and things stopped working. So this is, <laughs> this is the way we can get it working again. So we suggest you try this for yourself. And the best way to do that is to head on over to supernaturaljunkies.com and there'll be a link right there that you can check out Protandum. We'll also have links to studies that you can look at as well.